0: now, David Fiorazzo.
1: Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Stand Up For The Truth. We're talking about culture today and what parents need to be, Christian parents need to be careful about when it comes to what their kids take in, whether that be on the internet or whether that be in, uh, well, you know, in person with their peer group, in in school, social media. There's so many things that uh, we did not, some of us who are older, did not have to deal with. But we're going to talk about a lot of these things with a special guest when after we open in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for another opportunity to come before you and talk about, uh, well, just things that, that Christians need to be aware of. And we pray that you would lead this conversation, that you would always direct us, Lord, direct our steps. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for promise, promising to guide us into all the truth. And we lift up this hour to you. Thank you for another day. You've made this day, and you've allowed us to be here. That means you have a purpose for our lives, and we know that you will cause everything to work together for our good and for your glory. And you who began a good work in us promised to be faithful to complete that work. So let us discern what you are doing in our lives. Help us not miss it. Lord, we don't want to miss your will and the work that you want to do through us. And we love you and lift up this day to you in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to share a little scripture um, from Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 13. Well, let me go back a little bit because I think that's going to set up our conversation with our guest today perfectly. Uh, Verse 11, (laughs) I lied, verse 8, (laughs) um, it says, For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. And then dropping down to verse 15, where in Ephesians chapter 5 it says, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And that's from Ephesians 5. Some good wisdom there, and we are not to conform to this world, but be transformed by God's Word, by the renewing of our mind. Today's guest, we welcome back Tina Marie Griffin-Counter, Culture Mom. It's been a year since we've talked to you. Tina, welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. You fire me up every time. Like Usually I'm the motivational speaker, but I'm sitting here while you're praying and nodding, and I'm jotting notes down when you're talking. I'm like, you, you make me be on fire. So thank you for having me back on.
0: Oh, you're welcome.
2: Um, Ephesians 5.11 is is me. It's the verse God gave me. So when you read that off, I get so fired up again. I, I always want to be an undercover FBI agent like for years, two decades. And so God's like, you are. So, it's so neat to find the dirt, expose the enemy for who he is, and then point people to God's truth. So, thank you for having me on. We gotta I gotta be better at and not just getting on once a year. So, yeah. thank you for having me on this morning. Well, I
1: think we both had an incredibly uh, busy and active year, and uh, we um missed having you on, but now it's good to co- reconnect with you. So we have a lot of catching up to do, Tina. Um, just before we start and dive into some of these issues, I'm looking at these articles we've got to talk about today. How to protect your kids from unsafe internet content. We're going to talk about the uh, deceptive Netflix series, The Messiah, or the movie The Messiah. So much to talk about, but let's catch up on you. Tell us about your ministry, some of the new things you've been doing in the last year, and uh, since we last talked. I mean, I try to put that in bullet points for us. Yeah, I was
2: just going to say the same thing. I'll give you bullet points. How can like you sum <laughs> up a year? Um, La- for 17 years now, 18 years, whatever it is, I've been exposing um, satanic, demonic activity from Hollywood and and even just unsafe entertainment, apps, video games, TV shows, posters, magazines, all that stuff, um, and going full force, having four kids in four years and homeschooling all four, where by May this last year, In 2019, um, I feel like I, I, I seriously, I lost half of my hair. My health wasn't great. I was burning rubber at home, burning rubber on the road, Mm. sometimes landing and forgetting where I'm speaking and as far as what city. On it, when I'm on stage, praise the Lord, God was speaking through me, but it was a jam-packed time where my husband's like, uh, where are we going to put the kids in school? I said, nope, and we we're doing a great job. It was just I was hardly getting any sleep. So mm. I was doing quality work. I was just burnout. There was yep. no sleep, no no decent health. So he said, we got to figure something out with school. I said, you know what? Uh, he, he suggested online schooling. So over the summer, it was me talking to God, saying, and, and listening to God. And saying god if you want me to continue this ministry which is literally runs through my veins on on helping save lives literally and helping parents and teens and and i knew the need was there because i kept getting blasted with questions and people coming up to me after i'd speak and my kids loving what i was doing and, and coming with me to events i just couldn't do it all and so i'm like lord Before I took off to Israel with Kevin and Sam Sorbo, they led a team of 40 people, life changing, eye opening trip. Anyone listening that's thinking about going, please go. Um, During that trip, I broke down um, one morning uh, in this trip when we were sightseeing, and God is like, This ministry I gave you, I gave you the wisdom, the knowledge. I said, God, if you want me to do it, I need funding and I need a team. I can't do it as one solo person anymore. I can't. I want to delegate. I want to create content, but I can't do it myself. So long story short, came back from Israel after three or four months of a break of no speaking. And God gave me a clear vision. And I know you're a lot like me. It's very hard to not do anything. It's like I want to feel like I'm saving lives every day and go 90 miles an hour. But he said, you're, you're taking a break. So I did. And in September, God brought me two amazing women uh, that have helped me out nonstop since. God brought a donor alongside me that loved what I've been doing for two decades now. And he said, every dollar comes in, I'll match it. So I had the funding I needed. And I'm still looking for funding, which we'll talk about later. But got the funding going, got the two people hired. I'm now breathing better again. The kids are doing online schooling. And then this fall, I had the busiest speaking tour. Probably spoke 20, 25 times in a four-month period. But very organized, very spot on. And with that came a lot of spiritual attack from the enemy but mm. god is clearly showing me that this is what i was born to do and he's bringing me the people and the supplies to do it so it's been very exciting and the vision we have for 2020 that god downloaded in our brains as the team here along with my husband can only be from god because i don't think the this way so um it's been very exciting and i'm really excited to you know, share more about it as we go on with our show today.
1: Good. Well, I want to ask you a little bit more about in your Israel trip. Um, Kevin and Sam Sorbo, I know they homeschool, and they're very involved in in media and Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Uh, did, did you connect with them? Were you able to just get some insights from them and what, what they're doing?
2: Yeah, I, I do, and I have. I've been sharing the movies they've been working on for, like, the last decade. And so <laughs> three years ago when Sam and I spoke together at an event, um, Uh, It was a mom's uh, getting America back on track event. Um, There was a lot of different people that were there uh, speaking. There's like a panel of 10 of us and meeting her and talking to her and then meeting her at the National Religious Broadcasters event the same year. We became good, fast friends. So she kind of we always update each other on what movies are coming out and what they're working on. They're working on a, a movie called Miracle in East Texas. It just got done being shot. It's fantastic. They sent us the link so my husband and I can watch it. And of course I'll be promoting it. Like I promote all their stuff. We need more positive quality, uplifting, God honoring films out there for our families because kids learn from that stuff. It shapes their worldview. And so anything we can do to promote it and help fund it, um, we're all over that. So the, the friendship deepened, and I never really met Kevin Deason. So in Israel, it was like, we were all joined at the hip. We're <laughs> on the same team. And um, out of that, besides promoting what they're working on, and Sam and I actually were speaking together at an event coming up in April in Florida, along with her son, I told the event planner, who I met at a Mike Huckabee taping a couple months ago, I said, you've got to get Sam's son, Braden, to speak at this thing as well. So she booked both of them at this event with us. Um, in Israel, we talked about the lack of funding, funding usually being the main problem of why Christian media takes forever to get out there if it ever does get seen and so out of that conversation with luke and kevin luke is now forming with my husband luke is now forming a ministry with his brother who knows anybody and everybody in the film business and a lawyer that just moved up here a christian guy that was also politically involved and they're forming a production company literally it's already starting to get off the ground um where they and to not get too into deep into this they're going to be finding investors which luke knows a lot of investors he's in the financial world that will want to give to christian projects where the uh, the money they make with the investment is going to be the thing that's funding the films and then mm-hmm. once the films make the funding they're going to reinvest in other projects. so it's going to be a big blowing out uh, god bomb of positive <laughs> entertainment where the original investment is never touched, but the interest made on the funding with my husband's knowledge in that arena will be the thing that funds these movies very quickly. So we're we're not waiting five years after a film is shot. Wow! It's so fantastic. We have to get positive out there because that's what's needed. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So it's been a wild journey with all that, but, it was an eye-opening trip, and it was a, a break that I needed to see my ministry on, on a fresh, clean slate, um, and that's what's happened since. So the ideas in my head, I have to jot them down or I'll forget. There's like 30 right in front of me on a, on a whiteboard in my office. So <laughs> we need a big team of people, and if you want to give, you can give to the ministry, and we'll, we'll uh, save more families in 2020.
1: Well, you've got a few more people working with you on your team, Counterculture Mom. You've got your blog, yes. uh, the content on your blog. And and what else are people helping you with?
2: Okay, well, when I went to go speak in, in September, uh, one of my big trips, I had five schools planned. One of them, I had five witches in a coven, I found out later, that called a Christian principal, got my last school canceled. But right the, And God gave me the warning of that when I woke up that morning. He goes, the last day of speaking, you're not going to get the last school in, but trust really? me, you'll be back. I'm like, all right, God.
1: Um, So wait. let's slow down here. I want to understand this. So you were scheduled to speak. You've been on a speaking tour speaking at high schools, public high schools, and you had one more to go in September. And this was in Michigan. I remember you um, mentioned that I think in an email to me. Um, You did this whole tour and all of a sudden you came down to this one in Michigan and witches got you canceled. Can you explain what happened?
2: Yes, and I didn't want to. I wanted to answer people's questions, but what I was going to say is the enemy did not win. He will never win. I hired, brought on nineteen teens from a Christian school up there before the public school canceled me. Where God's like, you're going to grow your team, and they're going to start writing pop culture alerts for you. So <laughs> the growth of the team is fantastic. Where teens are talking to parents. Download my Counterculture Mom app. A lot of great content. I already have teens writing quick alerts, pop culture alerts. In their language to reach their generation using their talents to glorify God. And at the same time, helping teens and parents understand at a teen level what they're ingesting and how to combat the attack coming from teens. So That's that neat. happened. And then Satan's like trying to give me a left to hook here, but he's not going to win. Hmm. Um, the last goal, because. The freedom of thought, Dave, and I know you'd agree, is completely being stripped by um, from teens' hearts and minds, children's hearts and minds, especially at the education level in schools, public schools today, yes. and through Hollywood. It is one agenda, the the Satan agenda, and he's using many different tactics to um, de- try to devour. I mean, I had when you were saying the prayer this morning. I had 1 Peter 5, 8 that came right to my mind. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Mm -hmm. This beast knows he has little time left. I strongly believe Christ coming back in our lifetime, which is why he's attacking on every level. Pop culture, um, schools. So when these witches found out I was coming, um, some students from a school... And parents from a school, just some like (laughs) 0.001%, went to my Facebook profile. Oh, (gasps) conservative, pro
1: life, oh no,
2: love marriage between a man and a woman.
1: Christian that
2: way. (laughs) They created such a stink before I even got there. I could feel the um. Naysayers in the attack. As I walked into that first school, I said, "This is going to be an interesting, mm. heavy hitting next three days of speaking." And it was. Um I I literally took a big sigh of relief when I stepped in, fo- in front of the into the Christian school, my fourth school in, because the kids had Bibles in their hands, walking down the hallway. They were coming up to me, saying, "So glad you're here! Can't wait to apply what you're going to tell us today." They sat and leaned in and listened, and we had a great three hour conversation. It wasn't a school assembly that I was talking to people sitting there silent. It was a conversation. And they were telling me, I was asking questions, they would answer it. Analyze this slide. What do you think about prodigal son here? What do you think about the imagery, the the lingo, this verse? Um, public school, very scary situation today with the public schools because yeah. even if you have a Christian principal, they are being forced on teaching an ungodly, one-sided sex-saturated LGBT agenda um, uh, pushed on um, information, which you know full well. So stepping foot in there as a conservative, I was reamed at by two schools listing off five minutes before I was about to go on stage of the 20 things I could not mention from stage. So it was very, yeah, a lot of high pressure. And what they were telling me was illegal, Dave. I could have easily shared what they said, but then it's like, what do I do? If I share it, they're going to unplug my projector.
1: Hmm. Yes. Yeah. They, they would have censored you right there. Um, Tina, that's something that we could spend a whole show on probably and censorship of of uh, freedom of speech, freedom of thought that they're training kids um, how or what to think, not how to be a critical thinker. And that's just right. the sad reality of it. Um. Eventually, I, I do want to get to a, an article on <laughs> what what most of us who are older scratch our heads go, man, what a generation. Sexting and and the percentages of the kids that are doing this. I think Christian parents need to be aware of what's going on. But I first want to remind everybody, you're listening to Stand Up For The Truth. Our guest today, Tina Marie Griffin, Counter Culture Mom. You can download her Counter Culture Mom app and get some resources on her website. But, uh, Tina, I, I also saw you were interviewed by Dennis Prager. How did that come about? We, uh, we like some of his content. A lot of really short, concise, educational videos that, of course, are conservative.
2: Yes. Um, through Salem. Salem, we're working on them promoting the podcast. We had a great meeting last March um, that was set up by the donor that's matching dollar for dollar He's on the board Neat. which is just a God thing. So he said, you got to get this counterculture mom chicken, what she's talking about with pop culture. It's a, it's a rare topic. Not a lot of people talk about what you and I talk about. So Salem met with me. They I pitched to them my radio program that was act from Facebook two years ago. I have 150 guests lined up ready to go. They love the concept. Three months later, Dennis Prager had a, um, a whole section that he was doing a radio program on Facebook censorship. And so they knew I was being majorly censored and cut off from – freedom of speech which is illegal and so they gave me um a buzz and said can you get on the show and talk I had eight minutes and I, I'm telling you what I feel like I said three lines and it was over so <laughs> it was <laughs> it was great and I want to partner with Salem so bad I think they're um you know just a great network you as well wherever people want this content but it was a great show to the point and about three hours too short
1: yeah mm. <laughs> Three hours. Yeah, well, I know you 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 can get a lot in in a short amount of time. So when you need more time, that means you have so much more to talk about. Uh, We need to take a break. But when we come back, Tina, we're going to talk about online safety, how Christian parents need to protect their kids from dangerous content online. We'll also discuss Netflix's Messiah. This uh, show is loaded with Deception, also one another article on Disney, a warning to parents how a new Disney cartoon teaches kids how to be witches, really. That's all next on Stand Up For The Truth.
0: Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo.
1: We're on the line with Tina Marie Griffin, counterculture mom, and we are getting caught up on a lot of issues that parents need to understand and uh, be caught up on what's going on. Let's talk about online safety, Tina. How to protect kids from unsafe internet content. I was reading this article on your website and it says studies show that the habits of looking at porn changes a brain and the addiction is very real and can ruin real intimacy for these kids when they become adults. So here's the data. It, 93% of boys and 62% of girls see internet pornography before they are 18 years old. Let's talk about some steps that parents, Christian parents, can take to uh, help their kids, Tina.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, with the sex thing article, it's on counterculturemom.com. Um, porn is all over the place. We know that. Um, covenant eyes is key.
1: Covenant I, I eyes? Have not
2: Covenant Eyes yeah. is key, and I have a link on my website underneath the helpful tips and tools. It's um, you go to uh, about us, and you will find some info right on my counterculture mom website. Actually, I'm sorry, underneath speaking info, you will find resources. And if you click on that, they can find a whole section of links that help combat the pornography online. One of my favorite companies is Covenant Eyes. I have not found one company that can block 100 percent um so if someone out there has found that please let me know but i even come and i admit they can't get 100 of it but they do block a lot of content and help put up a safety net um but the biggest thing is that parents have to talk to kids and let them know about the dangers of seeing internet pornography and even like the sexting. because you were talking about sexting earlier too um the sexting issue is that kids don't know they can be registered as a sex offender for life which is huge it can affect everything i have a a friend of mine that did this mistake once and five years later gets married has kids and cannot get a job he can't get hired because listed as a uh, sex offender wow um
1: tina can you pause right there please i think we need we need to explain to some of our listeners uh parents or maybe even grandparents who are christians what sexting is, and it's uh, how many kids? If this article says seventy percent of teenagers have admitted to sexting their boyfriend or girlfriend, and Christian kids probably fall into that seventy percent. Can you touch on that a little bit?
2: Absolutely, um, it's it's huge, and a lot of times what happens is when teens sext, it's basically when they send a. Um, basically naked or or mostly naked image of themselves to someone else. But it's not just a a girl wanting to send this to a guy to get the attention. Yes, that happens. I had a very dear friend of mine that uh, I met when I was speaking at a music festival a decade ago. She has a teen daughter. She frantically uh, sent me a text about a year ago. We talked on the phone. Her daughter was forced by a guy uh, that was a classmate to send a picture to him of her naked. And if she didn't do that, he was going to tell the school that they were sleeping together.
1: So blackmail, in so other words,
2: blackmail. Absolutely. Yeah. What did she do? She freaked out, sent the picture. Then he blasted it all over the school. Oh, she no. was mortified. Oh, my pop got involved on, uh, and the kid was doing it to a couple of other uh, uh, girls in class. But the important thing is it can sometimes be forced and not something that someone wants to do. But the problem is pop culture makes this stuff look hot and trendy and cool. And yet, these kids are doing it, and they are suicidal, depressed, mm-hmm. low self esteem, embarrassed. They got to change school systems, Ugh. all because they sent something ahead of time, which they might have thought was cool or been forced, and then they're forced with these consequences after that. The alarming thing is, once again, the people receiving these messages and sending the messages—they are considered um, harboring and um, and owning and having pornography. Yeah. And so because they're a minor, and so because of that, it encapsulates all of the um, ramifications and consequences that go with that, even uh, law-abiding, as Mm -hmm. in sex offender for life, you face uh, state and federal charges. I have a whole thing about sexing here, charged with distribution of child pornography. Uh, Tech gadgets obviously will be confiscated, and you could actually, if the parents knew their kids were doing this and didn't do anything to stop it, Child Protective Services can have the kids removed from the home, Dave, and placed in foster care.
1: Wow! Um, wow! So it
2: is a big ordeal. Um,
1: and that's for and some of the my, most most severe cases. We want to emphasize the fact that a lot of kids can send sexually suggestive images that might not be full on nudity, but nonetheless, this these are very provocative, and you, you know, can just lead to sexting and other things so this is an article on your website teens and sexting what you need to know it's from last year but it's something that parents need to understand so tina we we're talking about some of the the ways that parents can can find out what's going on and one of them that uh, is mentioned is monitor monitoring the desktop and laptop computers in your home uh, tell us about how we can do that how parents can do that and what are some of the programs maybe that can be helpful
2: yeah, besides covenant eyes, I think it, and there's many different things that you can do, and I have a bunch of links in this in this article. But a, a thing that I think is important, probably one of the top things, besides talking to your kids, of course, and having open communication, because kids, it's not we can't keep them in a bubble. They're going to see something, even if we have all of these different safety gadgets up, and if they're at their friend's house across the street, on the school bus, on the playground which is something else I want to get into, too, with uh, this new app called Jot that just came out six months ago. There's always going to be things that our kids will see. So, therefore, we must have conversations with our kids. If you see something uh, that's got images that are uh, racy, um, women that are showing body parts, guys that are showing body parts, Um, same sex couples kissing this is all stuff I had to talk to my 11 year old son Jake about already and he's already coming to me because we do online schooling even though it's a Becca Um, there's been situations where friends would tell him something or some ad would pop up that shouldn't be popping up on his iPad not often we got a lot of safety stuff on there stuff still gets through he comes to me And tells me. The important thing is that parents have that relationship with their kids, so when they do see something, because they will, that they'll run to us first so we can talk about it, set up the safety features, erase something if need be, block something if we have to. That's the biggest thing. The other key thing besides communication, I would highly suggest, which we do in our home, no computers, no laptops, no tech gadgets allowed in our kids' bedrooms. I have a computer that's in an open space in our house in my office that primarily I'm on. Mm -hmm. They have their iPads for schooling, which is only used for their schooling. Um, My phone is not allowed for them to play unless uh, it's like I'm right there next to them for 15 minutes. And they're hardly ever on it, David for Mm. looking on my phone, but they have like, they play uh, a Pac-Man or something 10 to 15 minutes. If I got to talk to somebody and they're next to me, doctor's office visit, whatever, but they're hardly ever on PAC unless they're doing their homework and our app, our, our apps on our iPads are very limited to what's on it. So yes, we're in a different situation. We're homeschooling, mm-hmm. so the influence yes. of other kids is a lot less.
1: Yes. Thankfully. But I think
2: it's Yeah, thankfully, but I think it's so critical and then I would say homeschool your kids. That would be my number one suggestion too because that does help, but mm. a lot.
1: Cuz yeah, you also, Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, the thing I also want to say David is when kids go to school and they have their cell phones on them, there is one app, there's 10 that are the alarming ones on Counterculture Mom. We just had a guest blogger write a great piece on the top 10 apps that are unsafe for kids. One of them that has 2 million users for kids between 13 and 18, oh teens. just in six months, David, is an app called Jot. Jot? So by Jot, J O T T, by staying. Connected with Counterculture Mom, we blast this through our app. We blast it on our website so parents know what's going on and can chat with their kids immediately, not find out after the damage is done. Here's what the problem is with Jot. Snapchat is bad enough because images that kids are sending to each other that could be sexting uh, pornography images are erased after a couple of seconds of them sending it. So it's like there's no track record of what our kids are doing. The enemy is definitely, you know, figuring this out and it makes our job harder. But Jot. Um, There's a feature on the app that allows your kid to send messages while they're at school without using their cell phone data. So monitoring doesn't even work. And if they're hooked into a school's Internet, they can text away during school. Users can set a timer to allow messages to disappear after a certain time, just like Snapchat. But nothing is truly private, even if it disappears, which kids don't know. Explain that. well, it's it's always in the backdrop. It's always if you can, um, you think you erase a picture, it's still on a server, just like website Somewhere. information. Yeah, yeah. There's different companies where if I search my website from 20 years ago, David, I'll find my whole entire old website because the internet is constantly backing up all images. It's never wow. fully erased when you think it is.
1: Wow. Um,
2: which really that's bad enough. But the problem is these kids are sending messages thinking they're hip and creative and deceptive and their parents won't find out. And, you know, we, as parents think my kids would never do that. Trust me in today's day and age, the pressure is so great that even if we send our kids to a, even a Christian school, Um, for those 10 hours, they're being influenced by other kids who don't have the communication with their parents and they're doing stuff under the radar, which are then influencing our kids. So it's so important for the communication to be there.
1: Yes, and think about this. Other kids that are not Christian that are your children's peers, they might have some of this stuff on their phones, and they're watching porn or whatever else, and and your kids can watch it on their phones if those other kids Mm -hmm. are into this. So this is really uh, it's it's there's a lot that a parent can do, but I mean prayer. You got to get your also get your kids into the Word of God. Make sure they're they have <laughs> their consciences are are sensitive and they're sensitive to some of these things. Um, one thing you mentioned, or the article mentions, um, about monitoring internet service providers is not to allow any app downloads or updates without your permission. Now, absolutely. Um, Parents can set that up rather easily, right?
2: Yeah, they can, and I would highly suggest um, if you if your kids have a cell phone, um, make sure your parental uh, parameters around that. And it's easy to set up through the phone. My husband set up all of ours at the house for the kids' iPads, and the thing is, it just doesn't um, block any negative content or bad apps. It also allows us to set parameters for. Um, screen time and if a kid is asking for more screen time they will get a notification and that keeps the control on on our end as parents to say you know what you're not going to get more 15 minutes or 30 minutes or do your music lessons first and then you can play you know more on the on the pad but we don't like them doing a lot of tech stuff because i think a lot of it also inhibits a creativity we have them design stuff with their legos there i set up a um what is the name of that company? Uh, Createamasterpiece.com. That I want to tell parents, I'm telling you, it is the best um, online art program I've ever used in my life. And Mm -hmm. I've had it for six months and the kids get to do uh, drawing and painting and acrylic paint and watercolors and their stuff is phenomenal. So I try to get more stuff in the house where if they're going to do Uh, If they have fun time for an hour, let's do something where you're using your brain instead of playing a video game that is beheading women and, you know, uh, has 52 swear words a minute. So um, those are other options. But it is easy for parents to monitor what is on their kids' phones. And I would highly suggest once a week parents seriously should check into um, their kids' phones and let them know, hey, I just want to make sure you're safe and no one's trying to – make you download something that's inappropriate and instead of give me your phone i don't trust you i want to check your apps. like the way we approach our kids and let them know we are wanting to trust them and giving them the their um the responsibility the, the chance to be responsible will totally help so when the kids leave the house at 18 they weren't told what to do their whole life but they learned how to make wise choices mm-hmm. And I think that's key. So once a week, check the kids' phones and make sure there's no apps on there that they download it because the pressure is great. If their friends yes. all have, you know, Snapchat and you're trying to tell your kid, don't do Snapchat, here's why. It's so critical that your kids know why you don't want to do Snapchat and the dangers behind it. Yes. So then you have a, a counterculture warrior going to school and warning their friends, not succumbing to the pressure of downloading it.
1: Right. Um, so Tina, um, this is mainly we're talking to parents, but I, I'm, there probably aren't that many kids listening. So f- for parents, something that you can share with your kids, let tell them that if something, if they're tempted by other kids or other things on the internet, have that open communication where they can let you know about. It. Hopefully, they you have a good relationship where your kids can let you know, especially if someone is asking them to send a text, a sext, a sext message, or um, you, you need to just encourage your kids to come to you and uh, just to, to resist some of those things that other kids are trying to tempt them to do. We want to get to this uh, Netflix show, Messiah. Tina, you've got an article called New Messiah Show is Loaded with Deception. A friend of mine um, texted me while he was watching it, apparently, and uh, he is really concerned. This is a friend from Boston. He's um, talking about this guy, in this show, the Messiah from the Middle East, probably in his 30s, comes out of Nazareth performing miracles, but the guy is Islamic. So again, comes from Nazareth, mysteriously performs miracles, as a peaceful man, he leads thousands of people over to Israel, he gets taken hostage, and uh, there's so much in this that, that that is. But I want to clarify something right now, this is not a Christian uh, series messiah no it is not and so let me just go through some of the points and tina you can fill in uh so the spaces here first parents if you choose to watch this series be discerning be cautious do not expect christians to be portrayed in a biblical let alone a positive light but you might be able to use this as a tool for discernment and how to pursue truth and understand um and you mentioned or Whoever wrote this article for you on the website, um, choose Pure flicks, (laughs) But if you are on Netflix and you're watching this, understand, first of all, this is not a Christian series. Stereotypical uh, Christians are portrayed. Um, Talk about this Messiah. Um, Tina, what do you know about this, and how can you warn parents about this deception called uh, Messiah on Netflix?
2: Yes man i wish this was like a three-hour program (laughs) first of all i want to say that if exactly what you said if you're going to watch the program with your team i would like watch one episode because you don't want to ingest too much of this junk but use it as a tool to have your teen then write an article write a story blast on snapchat the lies and deception you it's a great tool to show how deceptive the enemy is Mm -hmm. um and, and and this is what's crazy. My son is 11. He's traveled with me for a couple of years now. Actually, all 11 years, he's been with me somewhere on the road when I speak. I said, "Dude, I want you to watch this trailer and tell me what you notice." And he noticed what? the small little things that I noticed. Like for example, there's a phrase in the top of their the picture that I've used on my blog. Do you want to go to counterculturemom.com? Click on the Saya. One of the last ones that I that, that we wrote, mm-hmm. and on the very top of that poster, it says, Will he convert you? Uh-oh. The convert is um very um fuzzy. The con of convert C-O-N-V-R-T, the con is prominent, mm-hmm. and Jake's like. He this series is trying to show that Jesus is a con. Uh And you know when you watch the trailer, David, it completely says that at the very end. It says, "Will you be conned? Will you be conned into believing that the Messiah is the real Messiah?" Then, in the blog, I have I worked with Trudy Griffin, which is awesome. People think we're sisters. Trudy and Tina is just so cool. She's I've known her for 20 years, David. We went to UWGB together.
1: You're not related.
2: We're not related. She married (laughs) a Griffin as well. So crazy. Former youth pastor, husband, moved from Texas back to Green Bay, and she reached out about two months ago. I've been praying for her for 15 years to become a believer. I shared with her about the Lord when we were at GB together years ago in my early 20s. She thought it was not total, uh, uh, you know, liberal, a total opposite of me. She She loved me. I loved her, but totally different views. 15, 10 years later, she called me out of the blue. She goes, are you sitting down? I said, yes. She goes, I place my faith in Christ. I said, praise the Lord! Have answered the prayer? <laughs> Five years later, she reaches out to me two months ago. She's one of the two people that jumped on team full force. And she said, I want to help you. What can I do? And she's praise a great God. writer.
1: Praise God. So her and I
2: have been working on projects there. She's phenomenal. So doing research on this, I'm like, Trudy, in my blog, you guys have to click on this. It says Netflix Messiah, the Antichrist. You click on the image. I connected it to a sweet thing, now the end begins.com I've followed them over the last 20 years every now and then with yes. different articles. They are saying, and they have great proof to back this up, that the Messiah in Netflix is actually portraying the Antichrist. Oh,
1: oh boy.
2: And with the stuff you just said, it makes complete sense. Yes. I'm telling you, if yeah. Netflix pumped out Lucifer and Messiah— Yep. Yeah. And the witchcraft and sorcery with real witches working on set for Sabrina the Teenage Witch remake, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I worked on the original series when I was in L.A. 20 years ago. This is not a cartoon. They have real witches working on set. Netflix is pumping these shows out nonstop. We have the pray for the people on the board of Netflix, one of them, Obama. Mm. And pray that they see the light and start sharing yes. truth because... If Netflix pumped out a show, anything with a Bible phrase in it, 95% of me says it's going to be trash and deceptive before I even watch the first episode.
1: Agreed. Hey, Tina, we've got to take a break, and, and I know we only planned on 40 minutes. Can you can we hold you over for another segment? Yes. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that, because we just touched on this. This is such an important topic and the deception on this uh, Messiah series on Netflix. We need to talk a little bit more about it and give people that might not ever watch it, just so they know what it's about, maybe a little bit more detail. We'll do that as soon as we come back on Stand Up For The Truth.
0: Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. All
1: right, before we get back to the Netflix series Messiah, Tina Off-Air, uh, during the break you were telling me about a resource that parents can get more detail on how to protect their kids from unsafe uh, Internet content.
2: Absolutely. I, I have a very, uh, a lot of good resources on the website, com And on my store, which is a tab there at the top, I have a really good a book written by a really good friend, Matt McKee, who's actually on the board of Disney. He's a Christian. So pray he has some influence over Disney, which we're talking about next. Um, he talks about the circle device and he was on the board that helped design the circle device, which is a great way to connect all your tech gadgets in your home to monitor how much time your kids are each on it, where they can go to navigate, um, if they can't have tech gadgets in their bedrooms, it'll, it'll you know it it blocks it from happening. This book he wrote is called Parent Chat, and instead of doing like a five-minute segment with you on air, we can warm them up. This book is a two-hour read. It's fantastic. It's great for busy parents. I digested it in two hours, sitting down in one swing, just because it's so good. And he gives you the bullet points of what to do if your kids have tech gadgets in the home, how to keep your kids safe, how to have conversation, the importance of not having the phones at the dinner table, family meal time together, um, how to spark a conversation about these different things, what apps are safe, what aren't, setting up parental guidelines for the phone, for the iPad. It's phenomenal. And it's a it's a step-by-step guide. So on my website, you can grab that parent chat, the technology talk for every family. Excellent book, excellent resource, and I also have a bunch of other stuff on that website as well on the store, like my four-hour CD pack. So down, you can even download a version of that right now, and I have a lot of parents saying, we listen to this with our kids, and they're on fire, and they get it. So a lot of great content that goes much more into detail to help the parents who are tuning in today that might need that extra help.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, uh, back to the Messiah real quick here on Netflix, my friend from Boston, and shout-out to Steve if you're listening <laughs> at uh, on the Internet here. Um, he's uh, this Messiah is from Nazareth inferring perhaps that Jesus was or is just one of many potential Messiahs right and that uh, maybe the God of the Muslims is just as good as the God of the Christians or the same God not true a lot of these implications that are kind of uh, unspoken in this Netflix series but he does good he does miracles um, it seems that the way this is described is that uh, this Messiah really is possibly the Antichrist. I'm not sure that's what they're trying to portray, but that article that you mentioned over at uh, Now the End Begins says, one look at the main character tells you right away that while he may be a Christ with a small c, he is absolutely not Jesus Christ, the unnamed character in Messiah is dark and foreboding, with a sinister glint in his eyes, so much so that many who have watched the trailer have posted comments asking if his right eye goes blind <laughs> in future episodes. Why would they ask that? Well, this is a hallmark of Antichrist. So we need to be yeah. very clear. Uh, something. Uh, the guy's name apparently is He's referred to Al-Masih. A-L-M-A-S-I-H. He shows up in Syria. Uh, out of nowhere, preaching that Damascus will be saved by God. Tina, what else would you like to share about this concerning series of The Messiah?
2: Well, uh, that should basically help parents that they no longer want to support Netflix or uh, be a customer. It goes into so much detail on that article. Mm-hmm. We could talk 30 minutes on it, but this the, Satan is not. He he used to be more quiet and crafty and uh, and more subtle. The radar. (laughs) He's not under the radar. This Mm. dude is like, I've got little time left. I want to do some major damage and take as many people with me to hell. So he is right in front of our face. And the thing is that we're talking earlier before we started the show. If we are walking with the Lord and in the Word daily and know truth. People will see the deception. God's not going to say, well, you're reading my scripture, but I'm not going to show you the deception in front of your face. He wants us to dig in. He wants to show us deception so we can actually live out Ephesians 5.11, which is to expose the enemy for who he is. And that's what gets me so fired up. I can easily see by reading about this show for five minutes and watching the trailer, let alone an episode, because a lot of us on our team, Trudy, myself, my husband, we watch these programs at least an episode or two because some of it's so vulgar it's hard to even digest it ourselves in order to make sure we're very accurate in our reporting of what we feel god would want us to do with that show sometimes Mm -hmm. a great show and we'll promote positive entertainment right this one was an easy no-brainer on definitely the antichrist my i'm i'm a hundred percent sold that this is the antichrist trying to deceive the masses and teaching millions of young people all people in general but this is promoted to the younger crowd that um, this is who Jesus is, just like Lucifer. You may you feel bad about who Lucifer is, the fact that God, how could he be such a bad God to kick Lucifer out of heaven? He's a good guy. He's putting people behind bars and working with the LB, LAPD police department. So the way Satan has been doing it mm-hmm. is, is uh, kids are looking to Hollywood for the answers and not God of the Bible for the answers, and so many are being led astray in these end times because of what they believe that Hollywood is telling them is true.
1: So there's one scene, uh, apparently, in one of the episodes that I have a picture that my friend sent me from his uh, television screen. Um, it, it shows the Messiah. It shows the guy walking. It's at the, he's in Washington, D.C., Washington, um, the Washington Mall, where you can see the uh, the monument there and on the water. He's apparently walking on the water. This Messiah appears to be walking on the water right there, Washington Mall, and um, there's just some 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 interesting things they're trying to do, deceptions. But it says the the show is rated for mature audiences, be, and I didn't realize this. I haven't seen it. There's a a ton of profanity in this, and not, not yes. a lot not a lot of Christian uh, shows or series have profanity in it, right? Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah,
2: a ton of did you hear that the creator is supposed, supposedly supposed to be Christian?
1: No, I didn't. But, but Christian can I, be defined in th- different ways these days, of course.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, I heard of this person's name before. Uh, I'm going to look into it more. Okay. But supposedly someone on the production team, director, someone is supposed to be a Christian because I got blasted by a bunch of parents when I blasted out this app through my Counter Culture Mom app this alert i had parents saying oh it's created i forgot the, the person's name but supposedly a christian i'm like i heard that name before so i'm gonna look at who needs prayer because they forgot uh you know their belief in the lord or, or they're never they're not a believer and they're trying to see the people saying they are a christian which is happening all over the place today people saying that they're christian they have a platform yeah and they're deceiving the masses by actually not being a wolf in sheep's clothing so I'm going to dig more into that. Messiah is definitely two thumbs down from Counterculture Mom and our entire team. Um, And if you really want to watch an episode, uh, just blast out to the masses why it is not a show to watch. Because we can always use this stuff to, to show the deception.
1: Yes, and make sure to let people know why. Don't just say, hey, this stinks. This series is awful. Provide some detail for, especially on social media, if you've seen it, so other Christians can understand, wow, that's amazing that they put that in there. We need to move on, though. Um, We we just want to mention another Netflix series, Um, uh, Jesus is Not Gay, as Satan promotes on Netflix. And this is also from Trudy. Uh, She wrote this, uh, that over 2 million people have protested, actually, the lies about making Jesus gay in a disgusting movie Available on Netflix, and this was probably several weeks ago. So there's probably more than two million now. But uh, this is just offensive to Christians. But I guess we're the we're the group that it's it's politically uh, correct that that they can offend and not worry about uh, repercussions, right?
2: Yeah, this drives me nuts. Like, you know, <laughs> it you nuts Didn't too. want to get you going. <laughs> you Well, you know what? They would never do this for any other god that's out there. Like, no. people would be sued <clears throat> if this was the case. I, I got flooded with parents. I know you did as well. Concerned. But so many people emailed me and texted me or messaged me through Facebook saying, this drew the line in the sand. We canceled our Netflix um our Netflix programming. They called and canceled. So mm-hmm. this was the last straw for a lot of parents. Also, the timing is so offensive. It's, it I don't agree with it being out there at all, but these people pumped it out, what, two weeks before Christmas?
1: Yeah, yeah I know. Seriously? I think that was so, uh, um, on, on purpose, actually. We, we pretty much know that. Hey, Tina, we've got yeah. to run. We've only got about a minute and a half left here. Uh, one more warning to parents. Uh, Disney is not as innocent or as uh, child-friendly, family-friendly as it used to be, a uh, new Disney cartoon. No surprise uh, because of the higher-ups at Disney in the direction. Um, it teaches kids how to be witches, and it uses a demon to do so. A new cartoon about a teenager who, in their words, finds herself stuck in the demon realm and battles the forces of evil alongside a rebellious witch. Um, the main character is Luz, L-U-Z, Luz or Luz, pursues her dream of becoming a witch. By serving as the rebellious witches' apprentice, the show portrays witchcraft as a positive tool to fight evil. That's pretty deceptive, isn't it?
2: That's completely the opposite. It is, and if you just if anyone uh, types in Disney 666 in their URL their browser for Google, you'll be amazed at how many pictures show up with how much demonic activity they are actually promoting. It's in the cartoons, um, yeah. Yes. So I, I couldn't agree more. We have to steer clear. Disney is no longer safe. And that's what's sad. Pray for Disney. I wanted to let parents know before we split. If they text the word guide, G-U-I-D-E, to the number 444-999, they will get a four page loaded positive entertainment guide to help um, get rid of the junk, do a pop culture purge in their home and get a lot of great TV programs and movies. For their family to watch together by just texting guide to four 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 nine nine nine. you also get on my newsletter with that so download okay. the app get that as well but i think david we got to do like a once a month thing here or something
1: yeah at least we're gonna have to do that promise me I'm, I'm putting you on the spot you're you know live radio and on the podcast that people will be downloading and listening to that you will come back more regularly tina marie griffin counterculture mom do i have a yes amen on that
2: Yes, amen. Let's do (laughs)
1: that. God bless you, sister. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. I I so appreciate the work you're trying to do to help Christian parents and really protect uh, young people today. We appreciate you, Tina. Thank you.
2: Thank you. You too.
0: All right. God bless you. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap up today's show, tell you who our guest is tomorrow. Stand Up for the Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media, Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth.
1: Yes, uh, one thing we didn't get to, by the way, (laughs) we'll have to do this another time. You really get into six ways to foster healthy social media habits, some very practical Pointers and uh, things that most of you probably know a little bit about or have heard about, but it takes discipline to implement these things to have a healthy uh, life with all the technology and social media today. Tomorrow's guest, Jay Seeger at the Starting Point Project, one of the questions we will hopefully talk about and answer is What on earth are you doing as a Christian? talk about that tomorrow with Jay Seeger. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you sharing the podcast online. Please do that as we are uh, somewhat censored on social media, especially on Facebook. So please help by sharing our content. And God bless you. Keep speaking the truth about things that matter. We'll talk next time.